Hey, are you having a harder time breathing these days? And I'm, I'm not talking about COVID. I'm just talking about allergies as spring is springing, springing, sprunging. What? You, you figure it out. There may be more allergens and, you know, pollen in the air. And the reason behind that is climate change, a combination of higher temperatures that allows plants to bloom earlier and later and higher CO2 levels that cause more pollen is the driving force behind why allergy seasons are getting worse. Is, is that your experience? Dr. Ann Ellis is a professor in the Department of Medicine at Queens University, a research focusing on allergies. Dr. Ellis, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. What do we know about climate change and whether or not that is actually making allergies worse? So we certainly know that we've seen a shift in the pollen seasons. That's very well documented in that we have a later start to the spring pollen season uh, for the past several, I would say 10 years. Um, the, there's a delayed onset to birch pollen season, specifically in Ontario, which means that by the time you get really good levels of birch pollen in the air, we also have grass pollen. So people who are allergic to both birch and grass have a double whammy each spring, uh, making it a tougher, tougher time for allergy sufferers. Interestingly, last year, we not only saw that double whammy of two pollens at the same time, but birch pollen levels hit new highs. We had record levels of sometimes four to even tenfold higher levels of birch pollen last spring, uh, making it a very difficult uh, time indeed for people who do suffer from seasonal allergies. And, and is it climate change that is to blame for the, the increase in pollen levels? We have to assume it's playing at least a part, partly a role because our winters are very different now than they were you know, 10, 20 years ago. Um, they're lasting longer. They're more uh, fickle, if you will. Um, everything does definitely with different weather patterns than, than what we grew up with, if you will. And um, so we suspect it's playing a role. And the things that you alluded to, we know that CO2 levels are higher and we know that does enhance um, the allergenicity of pollen. Um, if you do have that different growing condition for particularly ragweed pollen, that's been very well studied. I was also interested to see that, you know, things like the gender of trees that are being planted by municipalities may play a role. Could you explain that? Yeah. So again, whether or not it's a male versus a female tree depends on how much pollen they're going to produce to try to germinate and allow more trees to um, be produced in the real world. Uh, but of course, they're, they're, there's leads to if you're only planting the pollinators, uh, you're going to have more pollen and you're not planting any of the female recipients, then it doesn't actually help um, the way it would, would in nature um, to keep the plant species alive. So uh, we do know that that can be important, but they tend to be the male versions tend to be hardier and that's why they're more desirable for urban planting. And, and, and municipalities like it because female trees tend to, you know, produce fruit or, you know, are, 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 there's more sort of stuff on the ground because of it. Is, is that the reason? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do we, what do we do us, us allergy sufferers? Do we just need to go to the grocery store or the pharmacy and stock up on, on drugs? Or is there anything else we can do? Well, the good news is there's lots of new therapies now to treat uh, allergic rhinitis or hay fever symptoms. Uh, we have new prescription um, antihistamines that your family doctor can prescribe to you. We have lots of nasal corticosteroids that are safe and effective to also help with your symptoms. And again, your family doctor is quite familiar with these uh, medications. 
But more importantly, we now have a wide availability of immunotherapy treatments that can be offered to patients with um, seasonal allergies or even year-round allergies. And these types of treatments actually work to change your underlying immune system so that you now tolerate exposure to these allergens rather than continuing to have allergic reactions to them. So again, don't suffer in silence. Ask your family doctor to refer you to an allergist and we can get you on a specialized regimen of, of immunotherapy whether it be through the traditional injectable route or through the new sublingual tablet route. Um, again, it's something that actually is disease modifying and can take away your allergies rather than just continuing to take buckets of antihistamines. So many medical treatments and procedures have been delayed or put off or impacted by COVID. Uh, has that been the same in, in your practice? Yes, unfortunately, it's one of those things where when the practices were all limited to only seeing patients with sort of emergent or urgent conditions, um, it's hard to justify that, you know, hay fever is something that needs emergency care. Um, so it's been, been difficult for people to get access to referrals to allergists through their primary care providers because of that. But the good news is, is that with more people becoming more and more familiar with how to access telemedicine or virtual visits, um, those referrals are now coming through. Um, we as allergists never stop seeing our patients. We were always open for business um, and we continue to do so. And we, we are working hard to make up with our uh, increased wait times that have definitely uh, been an issue with, with the restrictions on clinics during the pandemic. I'm speaking with Dr. Ann Ellis, who is a professor in the Department of Medicine at Queen's University. For those who are listening that suffer from hay fever and for other things that they might have heard you talk about these new therapies and be excited about that, are there any drawbacks or any, any concerns about some of these new therapies that you should uh, flag? So uh, no real concerns about the new therapies. Again, if you're choosing to use the injectable immunotherapy, there is a, a, slow, a low risk of an allergic reaction, which means you have to go to have them given at your family doctor's office, whereas the tablets are very safe um, and they can be taken at home. The main issue with the tablets is you need to really time when you start on them uh, properly. So you have to start the tablets uh, four months before the season starts and then continue to take it throughout the season. So one of the issues is just a matter of timing. So um, we may be, if you're showing up right in the middle of the season, those immunotherapies are not something that's going to help you right then and there, but it's something we can plan for to get you ready for next year so that next year will be a better year for you. Well, that, that sounds great. It'd be great to breathe easier for, for so many of us. Uh, Dr. Ellis, thank you so much for your time today. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Ann Ellis is a professor in the Department of Medicine at Queen's University, whose research looks at the impacts of allergies.